Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are the Mets alive? Is it happening now after that incredible win Against the Rays out at City Field, wow. Now, that was a performance, and it started with, remember, when we last left you last night, early this morning, we were talking about how the Mets needed to make a change. Something needed to change. They couldn't just go out there and do the same thing over and over again. And obviously, the easiest change that could have been made was calling up Mark Vientos. I mean, you could throw in Gary Sanchez as well, and I do think you're going to see him later on this week. But Vientos was the easiest thing. He continues to hit home runs in the minor leagues. The Mets are struggling. Just call the kid up, please, and let's see what he could do. So they do that. And immediately it pays dividends. And while I want to be happy and excited about the Mets and their big 8-7 win, a part of me is also frustrated with them because why wasn't he up here earlier? Sorry, I had to get that out of my system. Anyway, it is a great, not good, great win For the Mets, you had a little bit of everything. Some bad, some good, some very good. The good, Kodai Senga, six innings, 12 strikeouts, allowing just one run. You'd take that, obviously, every single time from Kodai Senga, especially against a team as loaded as the Rays are. I mean, we know the Rays are the best team in baseball, record-wise, and you watch them play, you could tell they're a really good team. And Senga was able to basically keep them shut down the entire night that he was in there through his six innings. Just the one run, I know it's, oh, well, the Mets get behind again. Well, yeah, it's the fourth inning, not the first inning. Usually Mets starters allow a run in the first inning. That's the problem. This time they had three innings to score, and they couldn't do it. The offense, again, looking anemic, but Kodai Senga doing his job. Things were looking bleak. Top seven, two-nothing. Raise, you know, two-nothing lead feels like it's 20 to nothing over the Mets. And then it happened. Mark Vientos, you couldn't have drawn it up any better if you're the Mets or a Met fan. who You're watching it, and we're all thinking the same thing. If you're watching this game play out and you're watching the at-bat, you're like, oh, man, they could really use one of those you know, 13 homers that he hit or whatever it is in AAA, but I know it's not going to happen. It's not going to – wait a minute, wait a minute. It, it, oh, my God, it happened. Vientos did it. And then – In typical Mets 2023 fashion, Adam Adovino gives it right back. I I will say this. While we get into the good, you know, some of the bad here, Adovino's part of the bad. Uh, I've 
I really think the Mets need to move on from Ottavino. I know that sounds nuts, but I would look to be moving him at the trade deadline if somebody wants to get him out of here. He can't hold runners. He can't pitch to lefties. It's it's too predictable. He's It's too fat of pitches, especially against lefties. He had a great year last year. That was the aberration. Ottavino was not that good. So if you want to win games late in these games, and I don't know they're without Diaz and they need Ottavino, he's not that good. Uh, enough of him. Anyway, so Adovino gives up the tour and homer, and again, you're dejected because you're thinking, wow, all that it took to get Vientos up here, to get Vientos to hit a tour and homer, to tie the game just like that, Adovino gives it right back. Guys are stealing bases all over him, blah, 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 blah. Mets give up another run in the ninth as uh, Nagosa gets touched up, and you're feeling like, you know what, yet again, here we go. This team is just not going to be able to get the job done. They're going to go lifelessly down to the Rays as they're trailing here uh, in the ninth inning. And you figure there's no way out. They're going to lose no way. The Mets are not coming back. But then the unthinkable happens. They get the job done in the ninth inning, somehow tying the game up with a bomb from Francisco Alvarez, another rookie doing his job. You know, look, you I criticize Vogelback all the time. And by the way, he should never be in there against lefty. That's another thing. That's on Buck Showalter as well. You can't have a spot where you're pinch hitting with Daniel Vogelback and you know that they're going to bring in a lefty to face him there. Like, you just can't do that. And that's on Buck. Can't happen. But it did. And, you know, it's it obviously it looked... Um, bad with Vogelback facing a lefty as opposed to keeping Tommy Pham in the game. Facing the right-hander at that spot. Anyway, we digress. So Vogelback is on. He walks. Marte gets hit by the pitch. Now, all of a sudden, the Mets are in business here. And Beatty goes down. Vientos flies out to center. Alvarez, the last hope. A mammoth three-run homer. A no-doubter off the bat. What? Are you kidding me? Whoever stayed at City Field, and there weren't too many of them, took a lot to get him out there, took even more to keep him there in their seats for that ninth inning. Another lifeless, for the most part, performance by the Mets offense. Down 5-2 to the best team in baseball in the ninth. Who's really sticking around to see Alvarez? Well, those who did, you real fans out there, you were rewarded. Alvarez with the big home run tying the game. And then naturally, you know, the top of the 10th, the Rays score a couple runs. You're thinking, oh, man, how many times are we going to lose this game? But wait, there's more. Pete Alonzo, turns out he's been ill the last few days. He's, he's looked at, you know, he's looked at. So of the so is the entire team. But Alonzo coming through, he was not going to be outdone by Alvarez, was not going to be outdone by Vientos. The youngsters got nothing on Big Pete. And he answered with a big game-winning three-run homer, another bomb for him. And then he dropped an, uh, another bomb in the post-game interview with, with Steve Galbs. Uh, Alonzo hitting the home run, uh, but it was, uh, you know, the first of two bombs that he would drop on the night. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, the Mets get the win 8-7, and it's just, look, it's not about the standings right now. It's just something that was desperately needed by this team. And the way that it happened, the good starting pitching, the power in the lineup on the day that they call up Mark Vientos, that is exactly what the Mets needed. Exactly what the doctor ordered for this team. And you could only hope that maybe... It springboards them and is a foundational win for them 
moving forward, relaxing everybody. Even saw Buck, who's always so damn tense. He And I love him. You know that. But I think he's had a rough go this year as well. His team has been playing uncharacteristically dumb baseball. Uh, you know, the, the move I mentioned before about pinch hitting for fam with Vogelback, knowing that the Rays are going to go to a lefty there and, and Vogelback lost against the lefty. Buck has not had his best season either. It's been everybody. Epler deserves a ton of blame. Buck a little bit. Obviously, the players deserve the bulk of it. But you add this team, bounce back, get that type of win, and you saw it in the relief. There was joy, certainly, in the dugout and relief. Even Buck smiling a little bit. And you could see a little jubilant in that postgame press conference. They needed this one badly. You hope now that you could exhale a little bit and go out there and win this series tomorrow. Because that's what it's about. Winning series. Got to make this one stick now. Turn the corner. And start to get back to 500. And then start to build on that. It's early enough in the season where nothing. I mean, everything is still out there in front of them. They can still go catch the Braves. They can win the division. Obviously, the postseason is in play. It's just that they have looked so bad. Even in this game that they won. So bad they've looked over the uh, course of this year. But they found a way to come back three times with three bombs and get the win against baseball's best. If this doesn't jumpstart the Mets, nothing will. Time for a new battery. Time for a new car if you can't jumpstart this one off of a win like that. 877-337-6666. Joe is calling from Long Island. What's up, Joe? Well, I'm actually in Texas leaving the Texas um, Ranger game, and I'm looking at the scoreboard and going, what's going on? And I'm thinking they need – I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but they need to let go a buck. I think they already lost them after one year. Bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. I am not sitting here taking calls – A, from somebody who claims to be from Long Island but is calling me from Texas who was at the Texas game. Like, anybody here gives a crap about that. I wouldn't even care if DeGrom was on the mound, and I know he wasn't because he's still out with an injury. I wouldn't even care if DeGrom's on the mound. I don't want to hear from you unless you're talking about the New York teams here in New York. What do you know about this Met game? You're watching the Rangers game. No offense. And then, on top of that, you're calling to say they need to get Buck out of here? Not tonight. Not on my watch. Nick is calling from Connecticut. Nick, are you actually Hi, in Sal. Connecticut? Hi, Sal. Nice to talk to you. You too, Nick. Are you actually calling from Connecticut tonight? Yeah, I'm in Stratford, Connecticut. Perfect. Okay, what's on your mind? All right. So, um, I think uh, the Mets helped the Orioles out. The Orioles? Yeah, they're no joke. What? Hold on a second. Uh, you know you're calling WFAN in New York, right? Yeah. So why are you talking about the Orioles? Well, it comes back to the Yankees, too. Oh, no, Nick. Uh, 0 for 2. We're down 2 nothing to start. Can we make a comeback here? Guys, I mean, come on now. The Mets just had their benchmark win of the year. 
by far their biggest win of the year. An exciting win with Vientos, Alvarez, Alonso all hitting huge home runs. Game-tying two-run shot for Fiendos. Game-tying three-run shot in the ninth with two outs down to their final out with Alvarez. And then Alonzo, a game-winning three-run blast. And I got somebody calling me from Texas saying that Buck Showalter should be fired. Somebody now calling me from Connecticut wanting to talk about the impact on the Orioles. Like, anybody here gives a crap about that. What are we doing here? Where are the Met calls? I've heard from enough of you guys complaining about this team all damn year long. Where's the euphoria tonight? We'll get to the Yankees in a little bit. I understand, you know, whatever. The Yankees lose a game here. They're not going to win every game. Would you think they're going to sweep? Maybe. You hope so. Chris Bassett stuck it to him, which is hard to believe that Chris Bassett shut the Yankees down. But you're not going to win every game. It happens. All right, they lost. Offense didn't do the job tonight. Go get tomorrow and take three out of four. Tonight is a Mets night. Are the Mets back? Will this win springboard them to where they need to be? Not in their division, but record-wise, just as a team overall. It was a great win. And I do feel hopeful, even though I know this team has some flaws, I do feel hopeful that this can be the type of win that maybe can get guys to relax. Now, if they lose tomorrow afternoon, then this is all for naught. Then this, all this fuss about it, all the excitement, Vientos and Alvarez and Alonzo tonight, all the excitement, then that's all for naught. But if there's anything left in this team, at least at this point in the year, they got to go out there and build off of this. And then continue it at home, you know, this weekend. It's important for this team right now to win series. Now, unfortunately, you know, it's not like they got uh, that rotation settled in just yet. Tyler McGill will be on the mound for tomorrow. You're only as good as your next day starting pitcher. And for the Mets, every day starting pitcher, you just don't know what you're going to get. Which Max Scherzer is going to show up tonight? Which Justin Verlander will show up tonight? Which Kodai Senga are we going to see? Tyler McGill, how about him? I don't know. Some good, some bad. Cross your fingers, roll the dice. But the Mets have to find a way. Just like they found a way tonight, they have to find a way to win this series. Deep breath. They go win another series. The old Lou Brown speech. We won a game tonight. That's uh, two in a row. We win again tomorrow. That's what we call a winning streak. It has happened before. That's where we're at with the Mets. One at a time. But this was one of those games that you hope can turn their season around. Because it's been bleak. Eddie is calling from Sheep's Head Bay. What's up, Eddie? Hey, how you doing, Sal? Who do you want to talk about, Eddie? The Kansas City Royals? No, no, no. You know, just a mess and Jacob's gun. Okay. Oh, uh, please. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't mention the call. Are we going to bring Mauricio up now or? No, I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think so just yet. But I'll tell you this: I have no idea what they're doing. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Viento should have been up here when Darren Ruff was DFA. They didn't do it. They didn't bring him up here. They watched this team dying on the vine every single night. Nobody could score. They're saying, no, 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 there's no p- position for Vientos. Finally, they bring him up. What does he do in his first game? Impactful two-run homer. I mean, it makes the Mets look bad. As good as it is that they brought him up, Vientos hitting a two-run homer in his first game here this year with the, with the club makes them look bad because the question is, where the hell has he been? So another thing, you know, you know, Buck gets a lot of heat, and you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk, I'm not gonna give Buck heat yet because really, you know, after 101, year, 101 wins, you can't really go after a manager. But the, the real heat goes on. It's all about Billy Epler over here. It's not, it's not Buck. It's Billy Epler. No, everybody, everybody deserves some blame this year. But again, we're talking about deserving some blame for what's gone wrong through the first six uh, six weeks or so of the season, you know, the first month and a half, whatever it's been. But it, th- that could be said and also not have their jobs be in jeopardy. But Billy Epler built one of the winningest teams in the history of this franchise a year ago. Buck Showalter was the manager for it. These guys should not have their jobs threatened at all this year or next, as a matter of fact. I mean, it would have to. They would have to implode this year, not make the playoffs, and then again next year before the job status even comes into question. As far as I'm concerned, it's ridiculous that a 101 win team orchestrated by Billy Epler and Buck Showalter that these two guys would even be brought up in being uh, in a negative light or having their jobs questioned this year. Uh, I mean, you have De- Logan Buck, you have De- Darren Ruff, you had a lot of. They made a, you made a lot of mistakes. I mean, it's easier when you when you have an open checkbook. Of course, you're going to look like a great GM. It's got an open checkbook. With an open checkbook, uh, you know, you, you lose in games. Oh, well, hold on, Eddie. What do you mean losing games? You're talking about this year? I mean, not losing, forget losing games. Yeah, you can't blame, blame him for how the players are playing, but the players that he has on the field, I mean, come on. He didn't really – he improved the bullpen. I got it. He got Rob, Robertson. That's a, that was the best available option. Yes, yeah, so he got him. Okay. So open checkbook. But – he didn't, he didn't adjust the DH situation. He uh, he didn't. Uh, he went. Uh, Lindor wasn't really him. Lindor was. Uh, okay, right. Yeah. I, I thought Trey Turner was the right move before Lindor, but whatever. You know, could have back then he was. Well, well that's, it doesn't matter because it's not on Billy Epler. So go ahead. I, here's my here's my point. Did you watch this team last year? Yes, of course. Okay, so how many games did they win last year? I watched almost every single game last year. This year, I've been uh, staying away. Okay, okay so then you don't even know what you're talking about. And thank you for the call. You don't even know what you're talking You're not qualified. You've been staying away. Do you either watch or you don't? You're saying, oh, they're not winning anything. It's May. It's mid-May. Yeah, they've been off to a slow start. Guess what? In comparison to the majority of this franchise's seasons and results... It's actually not that bad of a start. Two games under 500. You take that the majority of the time. Go back and check the record books. Obviously, I'm not saying it's good. And with the highest payroll in baseball, you expect way more. But you're judging this team in six weeks as opposed to what they did a year ago. I didn't say that they were perfect coming into the season. There were clear flaws. I didn't love the idea that they didn't build a better balance with the rotation and the lineup where clearly was pitching heavy again, which I didn't like because they got burnt on that last year. That's where they failed, in Atlanta, in the wild card round. They had their pitching lined up the exact way that they wanted it to. And they got beat. Swept for the division and then beat at home in the postseason. 
And what they do? They double down on that on that belief, on that plan of how to build a team. Pitching, pitching, pitching. They change some of the parts. Bassett no longer here. He's now in Toronto shutting down the Yankees. And anybody else with the scoreless inning streak. I mean, you got to be kidding me here. But the problem with Bassett is he did it in the regular season. He just didn't do it when when the season was on the line. In Atlanta and then again in the wild card. Anyway, they replaced some of the parts in that starting rotation and they didn't do anything to the lineup. That was why I had a big issue. But that's also things that you figure could be changed in season, whether it's with Beatty or Alvarez being called up or Vientos in this particular case or bringing in somebody at the trade deadline. Those are things that they're going to have to do. However, to, to even suggest firing Billy Epler or even suggest firing Buck Showalter is beyond idiotic, and I have zero tolerance for that. 877, at this point, next year, two years from now, different story. At this point, it's ridiculous. All that we have to judge him from is a full year last year, 101-win season, and six weeks this year. Can't make decisions on in six weeks. 877-337-6666. More your calls on the other side. Sal Akata on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sal, I got it back on the fan. Let's try this again, all right? Here's how this works. Mets had an incredible win tonight. Coming back three times, two game-tying home runs from the rookies. Vientos in his first game this year with the club on the day he's called up. A game-tying two-run homer. Alvarez, a two-out game-tying three-run homer in the ninth. I mean, tell me that's not a Piazza-like moment. And then Alonzo, who's apparently been sick as a dog, he hits the game-winning three-run home run. They come back on the best team in baseball three times to get an exciting win. Now, I talked about it for the first, you know, 20 minutes or so. Now, you guys from New York, hopefully, although if you're listening somewhere else but care about the Mets and have actually watched the game, you can call. We started with a caller from Texas for whatever reason, want to talk about Buck Showalter. Then a caller from Connecticut wants to talk about the freaking Baltimore Orioles, for goodness sake. And the next guy wants to fire up. Like, guys, there's plenty of time for that stuff next year. Not now, especially not tonight. Three bombs by the Mets and a bonus bomb by Pete Alonzo in the postgame. Let's talk about them. Mike is calling from Jersey. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Listen, I want to borrow a quote from Aaron Rodgers from two years ago when he was at the Green Bay Packers, and they were on a losing streak. He told the media, relax. Hmm. Relax a little bit. 
This team has gone through a lot of injuries already this year in the pitching staff. Okay, we have guys that played over their head last year, let's admit it. Guys like Canna and Marte. They're, they're coming back down to earth a little bit. I know Marte has an injury problem that may be lingering from last year, but let me tell you something. The Antos to call up, I think it was a great move by Buck. And all this Buck talk about him getting fired, please, can you guys stop already? Oh my God. He's one of the best managers in baseball. Leave him alone. Let him coach this team. Let him manage this team. Well, it's just the should. stupidest thing ever. It is really the stupidest thing ever that off of a 101-win season, people want to fire Epler already and Buck Show. I can't even tolerate it. Listen, the Mets had a great season last year. How guys thought The second winningest team... regular season in franchise history. Exactly. And if, if, if anybody remembers, didn't the Phillies start off bad last year? Yes. And they made it to the World Series? Yes. So give these guys time. I mean, the pitch clock is bothering some of our ve- veteran pitchers. I believe Verlander possibly and Max. They have to get adjusted to this. It takes a while to get adjusted to these new rules in baseball. for Well, I mean, not, not for the Rays it didn't. Or not for the Braves it hasn't. Those teams seem to be doing fine. And thank you for the call, Mike. I do understand to a certain extent. I also do understand frustrations by the fans. This team has played lousy baseball all year long, and it's always something. Before opening day in the worthless baseball classic, it's Edwin Diaz being lost for the year. That's strike one. Strike two, just when you're starting to put that behind you, just when you're like, all right, you know what? Forget about Diaz. Maybe they'll be okay. It's opening day. I'm excited about this team. Let's see what they could do. Before you could even get excited about the first pitch of the year, Justin Verlander to the IL. Like, it's been one thing after another. Scherzer has been bad. Suspended, bad, good, up, down, back, forth. I mean, so they haven't had any consistency or stability in that starting rotation. Guys have been out. They're going to the the depth pieces that they have. They're not getting the job done. Peterson doesn't belong in the major leagues. Nobody is hitting, whether it's Escobar, Canna, Vogelback, the catcher's spot. You know, obviously they have to bring up Beatty and Alvarez before we're, we're recapping the entire season here while I'm giving you a reason. Lindor's not hitting. Marte's not hitting. And on and on we go. They're beating themselves. They're getting picked off on the bases. They're stealing bases when they shouldn't be. Almost everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. So I understand the frustrations. However, I do agree that it's still early, way early. And this type of win could be a a springboard win. Right, Chris and White Plains? Yes, Sal. I think it is going to be a springboard. Let's all think positively about the New York Mets. There we go. Um, yeah. yeah, so I went to the wrong game. My brother and I go every Tuesday, so we were there last night. Um but, yeah, I just want to echo the last caller about the Phillies, the way they played. I mean, even the Braves, they didn't start playing until June 1st when they won 14 games in a row. Yeah, I remember they, it well. They didn't lose for, like, two and a half months. I recall. I, yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. As soon as the words, the NL East is over, came out of my mouth, the Braves got hot. <laughs> so I remember the exact day, time, all of that stuff. And checking the freaking phone every night, seeing the Braves weren't losing. So, yes, it is not even right. – we haven't even reached the NL East is over uh, date yet, which is May 31st, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, and – Speaking of May thirty first, like the Nationals and uh, what when they win nineteen, mm-hmm. they were they were like twelve games under five hundred. Now you can't you can't count on that. You can't just say oh well other teams have done it, so we will as well. But I mean, hopefully they can use this as a as a uh, you know as we said a springboard. And if they, um, but if they it's great that Dientos is up, I mean I'll disagree that it makes them look bad because he homered today. I mean I, 
it's, I think it's great. You know, we have to see how he's going to fare out over the next, you know, weeks and months if he stays up here. Agreed. You know, I, 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 I agree with that. Is, he, he's yeah, got, yeah, he's, Alvarez has looked a little overmatched. This year. Well, it took him a while, though. It, it, it took yeah. and, th- and thank you for the call, Chris. You hit the right tone here. That's what we're looking for. With Alvarez, it took him a while. He looked overmatched when he came up last year. He looked overmatched when he first came up this year. Then over the last, I don't know, a few weeks or so, maybe a month now, he has looked like, uh, you know, okay, a, a rookie. He's looked like a big leaguer. He belongs, but, uh, but he's looked like a rookie. And he had a bomb that, I mean, we haven't seen a Mets catcher, at least I can't remember a Mets catcher hitting a, a home run of that elk, I mean, in a, a very long time. The Mets catching has been a black hole. Narvaez was okay before he got hurt. But outside of that, I mean, come on. Tomas Nito isn't ever in his life hitting that kind of home run. As a matter of fact, I can invite Tomas Nito over to my house for a wiffle ball game, and I guarantee you, even with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, two guys on, down three, he isn't in that home run in wiffle ball, let alone in the big leagues. So Alvarez is doing things that... You know, normal catchers don't do. He's got that potential. That's why you're excited about him. And we'll see with Vientos how he can produce long-term consistently. It's one game. But the reason why I said he makes him look bad is because fans were begging for this call-up for weeks. I thought it was going to happen the second they DFA'd rough. Vientos was ready. Of all of them, he was the most ready. That includes Beatty and Alvarez. Alvarez would not still be here if Narvaez was healthy. And Beatty is here because, well, he was ready and because Escobar has struggled. And that's putting it mildly, obviously. But fans were saying Vientos should be here, be here, but where is this guy? Where is he? Waiting, 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 waiting. They finally ring him up, and he contributes right away. So naturally, you think, well, why wasn't he here last week where he might have been able to contribute against some of these crappy teams and help you get some wins? And they're saying, the Mets were saying he wasn't ready. He doesn't have a position. They're making every excuse in the book to not bring him up. Then they finally do, and he contributes right away. That makes them look bad. Abraham is calling from New Jersey. What's up, Abraham? Yeah, hi. These Mets are so bad. Oh, they're back. They're so they're back, back, Abraham. Yes, the Mets are back. Mets. This game is going to turn around our whole entire season. Oh, let's hope so. I really hope so. Have a few points to bring out. Mondor's at bat in the ninth. Look awful. Mm. Awful. Okay. You don't have any cluster. And these kids are showing up. we got to bring up Mauricio now. Ronnie got to got to be in his lineup. Oh, God. Here we go again. Uh, yes. okay. Right. Yes, kids. right. Right. Okay. So all the kids. So you we want a, a team full of rookies, right? No. Yeah. Eighty. Yeah. Alvarez. Bring up Ronnie. He's right. hitting balls. Right. Right. Okay. Ronnie is terrible. Right. Where, and where are you playing him? Tana. So you playing Mauricio in left field? Put Beatty in outfield. Oh, put Beatty in the outfield now. Beatty's playing. Beatty played outfield last season. No, Beatty's not an outfielder. Beatty's not an outfielder. He's a third baseman. Try. What's that? You can move Vientos to second. No, no. Oh, my God. Ab- Abraham, Abraham, do me a favor. Yeah. Do me a favor. Listen to me real quick. Go go home. Are you home right now or are you on your way home? On my way home. Okay. When you get home, go get a clue and then call me back. And thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Do some research about the team you root for and love, like finding out what positions guys play. Let's start there. 
and then call me back and we can maybe further the conversation. Because I can't sit here and entertain you just spouting out, bring Mauricio up, put him in left field, put Vientos at second base. Not how it works. Guys actually have positions. On a big league team, you know, how many times have you seen the Mets play guys out of positions and get burned because of it? On a team in the major leagues with the highest payroll in baseball, you shouldn't have to be playing guys out of position. You also shouldn't have to rely on five rookies. But here we are. Let's just enjoy this win before you start talking about Mauricio. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sal, I got it back on the fan after a huge Mets win. Finally, some positive Mets baseball to talk about, at least for a day. Let's enjoy it. Back at it again tomorrow afternoon. The schedule's been all over the place. I know that, you know, usually during the week you'll have one afternoon game, but I feel like with the Mets, it's 6 o'clock start, 7 o'clock start, 1 o'clock start, 4 o'clock start. Like, I can't keep up with it. So tomorrow, I believe... Is an afternoon game. Yeah, one ten start out at City Field. Tyler McGill will be on the mound as the Mets actually go for a series win. They need to now build off of tonight. If it if they don't, then it's all for naught. Then yeah, it was a great one night. You'll remember you know you were there. You remember that you left the game early, most likely. But for what? They have to build off of it. Make it stick. It was an incredible night with Vientos, Alvarez, and then Alonzo all going deep. Senga looked nasty. That was his best outing. As a Met so far, need to build off of it. Lucian is calling from New York City. Is that how you say that? Lucian. Lucian. Well, what's up, Lucian? How are you? How you doing, Sal? I just got to tell you, sitting through all 10 innings tonight was absolutely amazing. It was a true Met what inning? Uh, what inning did you leave? Oh, no, I stayed there till the No, sir, you left early probably. Absolutely not. No. How many people do you think did leave early? I would say the whole, put this way, section 114 was completely empty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you stayed, Lucian, you said. I'm glad you stayed. Sal, I got to ask you, though, should they think about moving Lindor down in the lineup just to help pick up his bat or does does he need days off? Um, great question. I don't know the answer to, I mean, they could try it, you know, they try moving them up a, a little bit, obviously in the order. Um, uh, you know, nothing's working with Lindor. So he did have a couple of hits and maybe just keep him in that three spot and hope he could pick it up. I mean, I know 
you know, you, you just got to keep rolling him out there. With a guy like Lindor, there's really not much you could do, right? Because you, you're going to trust his baseball reference page. At some point, he's going to get it going. What are you going to do? Move him down to five or six? Like, you can't move everybody down. If that were the case, there'd be nobody to hit the top of the order. Nobody's hitting. So move everybody down. No, but I was watching Lindor tonight. He just looks so uncomfortable in the box. He doesn't look like his normal self right now. In that, in that 10th inning, he swung at something that he was digging for gold. Yeah, maybe give him a breather then. Maybe that's the answer. I don't think moving him down in the order, and thank you for the call. We appreciate checking in. Good for you going to the game and staying the entirety. I must admit, if I were at that game tonight, I probably at this point in my life would have left early. Now, 1997, 1998, Sal, 99, 2000, Sal, I'm there for the whole thing. I'm angry. I'm grouchy. I'm ticked off as I eat one of my knishes, one of my two knishes at Chase Stadium. I'm ticked off, but I'm sitting there and wearing it. And it would have paid off. But 2023, Sal, I don't need to deal with this. That would have been my attitude. And I'm not dealing with this. I'm not taking it anymore. I've lived through this. I've paid my dues. I'm out of here. They don't deserve me to stay. One game I remember leaving early was Mets, Yankees, Subway Series. I forget the year. I always bring this up. It was either, could have been 2001 potentially. It might have been 2001 season. Mets were down big again on the verge of getting swept by the Yankees. And they came back. And I remember we were at a gas station on, um, what's the college boulevard or whatever, College Point uh, Boulevard. We were on a gas station there. You could hear the eruption of the crowd. And I was like, what? And then you hear the on the radio, Piazza went deep and had a game-winning homer. And I'll never forgive my friend for letting us leave that game early. Man, beat the traffic. Mets are going to get swept anyway by the Yankees. Anyway, generally not a good practice. If you go into the game, stick it out. Especially now with the two-hour, you know, two-and-a-half-hour games. Go enjoy it. But down 5-2 going to the ninth after the Vientos homer, then giving it right back, I would have been bothered I would have left. I would have heard that one on the radio. But I'm glad you didn't. Hey, look who it is. Nicole's calling from Ron Conkham. And Nicole, you're becoming a very popular caller slash listener these days with Hector and Stuart fighting over, uh, you know, trying to date you. <laughs> you're so ridiculous, my goodness. I'm just the middleman. I mean, I'm not, don't don't blame me. You heard what they said. No, you you've inserted yourself into a situation that doesn't exist. There's there's a difference. I have not middle. inserted myself anywhere. Hector called this show and said <laughs> that he was thinking about taking you to the game or going to the game with you. And I just said, oh, just the two of you. You know, Sal, do you have any girlfriends, like friends that are girls? Yes, of course. Okay, so yeah, well. Yes. This is a diff- it's a different thing. Like, you know, oh, okay. when you when you talk about going to a game together, we're literally like, oh, let's go and see the Mets. Potentially oh, right. Late. But, like, if I went to a game with a girl, just me and the girl, my wife would have a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? What about, like, a coworker or a friend? Do you have I, a girlfriend? I, of like, course, yes. I work with I work with many girls that I'm friends with. Uh, but if I went to a game with one of them alone... I think my wife would have an issue with that. Like, if and I don't, I'm not saying it would be a big deal, but I don't know if my wife would be okay with it. But also, it's a little different circumstance. See, I'm married, so I am out of this equation. You are single. Hector is single. If one of you said, like, "Oh, you're married, but you just want to go hang out," I wouldn't have even thought twice about it. But the fact that both of you are single, you're talking on the phone, you're planning. A, I just started to do a little bit of math, but you shot that down. It's okay. No, 
no, here's the thing. But what you said about, like, you know, you are single and, and Hector is single. I mean, you know, that doesn't make us, uh, like, mm. all of a sudden now that means you have to date because correct. you're single. You are correct. I was just seeing where it was going. I mean, generally what happens is if a single guy and a single girl start talking on the phone quite a bit, and I don't know how often you talk. I'm just saying you're talking on the phone. That's, like, step one. Maybe step one is texting nowadays. I don't know. I've been out of the game for so long. Maybe texting, Actually, calling. Go ahead. If I'm not mistaken, because I, I, I tend to drink a lot when I go to games, hmm. but I, I think I FaceTime Hector from when I went from Port St. Lucie. Now, wait a second. FaceTime is a whole other level of a relationship. You can't FaceTime and not think that it's going to mean something. You I guys are FaceTiming? Sure. It, was a very, it was a very cloudy night, but I think I did because I was frustrated because I went to a game in Port St. Lucie. Uh, I brought the kid, I brought my daughter and her boyfriend, and then we were going to your, uh, I, I was going to something that means a lot to me and my family because we're Puerto Rican and like mm-hmm. the World Baseball Classic has always been important to us. Oh yeah, the WBC, I'm familiar with it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we have different takes on that and that's fine. You know, we're all entitled to, entitled to our opinions, but, um, but I had planned this trip for the kids, um, my daughter and her boyfriend. Um, to go down to Port St. Lucie and then to WBC. And we were staying in an Airbnb, and the night that we went to the game in Port St. Lucie, Nimmo got jammed up at second base. Do you remember that? I was, at, was like, oh. I was at that game. You were there too? Yeah, I was there too. Oh, huh, interesting. Yeah, I went down there for that uh, that weekend. Anyway, yeah. all and, right, so, so we you FaceTime. We were upset, and I was saying to the kids, like, oh, you see, look at this, you know, like, mm-hmm whoa, can you imagine somebody gets injured in spring training just like they could possibly get injured in World Baseball Classic, even though, you know, whatever, we won't talk about that. In any event, I do recall, like, I was like, so I smoked cigarettes a million years ago, and every once in a while when I'm, like, on vacation or something, I'll buy a pack of cigarettes and just, you know, it's terrible, it's gross. I know I don't condone it. Nobody smoke, please don't do it. But I remember being like, the kids are, we're all hanging out. And I'm like on the, in the, in the lanai and I'm, I'm like talking mess with people. And I, I believe I FaceTime Hector and I was just like, what's up, Hector? What's going on? You know, and this is like, a whole nother level of relationship. By the way, did you hear how upset Stuart was last night? Stuart was desperately uh, begging Hector for your phone number. <laughs> no. Imagine how Stuart would react if you FaceTime with him, Nicole. <laughs> I didn't hear it, but um, but I did. I did get the clip sent to me from somebody else. For those of you like, who are like, "What the hell is going on here?" There's kind of a love triangle happening between. And thank you for the call, Nicole. And you should have gotten to your Mets point because I, I got to get to a break here because we're up against the top of the hour. I got to switch studios. All that stuff that happens here at midnight. But Hector and Nicole have formed a relationship, a friendship. And you know, we went out to a Met game together, all of us, you know, 13 of us last year had a good time. They met. Some people stayed friends. I don't know. I stay the hell out of it. But Hector and Nicole have developed a nice friendship around the Mets. And Stewart, who developed a liking for Nicole, he wants in on this. Stewart would love to have a FaceTime call with Nicole. Anyway, so this is where it comes from. And then, you know, they were calling me and we were talking about it. Anyway, it was a great win for the Mets. We'll talk more about that on the other side. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Sal Akata on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.